BBC One, BBC Two and Radio One in stereo will cover 16 hours of transmission from both sides of the Atlantic for a unique gathering of the cream of the world's top rock stars. Make a date with the Live Aid concert, a BBC exclusive on Saturday, July the 13th. It was Friday. I remember that. How could I not? That Friday feeling, the excitement in your belly building as your shift starts coming to an end. A fizziness like you've been all scooshed up in a soda stream bottle. The hot sun was slanting in through the plate glass window. The price reduction cutouts and banners making lengthening spots of shade that filtered the summer glare. That annoying curly hair at the back of my neck was wet with sweat and I could feel and almost hear each slow minute ticking and dragging itself towards closing time above the rattle of the tills. At least there was music. Even here, in a crappy wee Tesco in a crappy wee Scottish town, they had the radio on. Tinny, way too quiet and prone to crackling, but however poor the signal, music it was, and it was always welcome. Though, just as I would start getting into it, inevitably, I'd get a customer. (coughs) What a job it is these days, though, I... I've been running around since I got up trying to catch up with myself like a blue bottle flea. Excuse my language. Watch that bread. Yes, uh, of course. So I'm struggling with this shopping and coming through the shop I could hear this singing. Horrible, horrible, out of tune singing. I've not had a minute to myself today. Oi! Would you make sure that bread's at the top? If it's not at the top it gets crap. And here was Bungo's best friend. Hoover, somehow without his ever-present sidekick. Joined at the hip since primary school, they were prime architects of mischief around our village. Bungo used to say to me, they let me hang out with them, because they made me look better. Simon, my boyfriend, didn't much like Bungo saying stuff like that, but we all hung out anyway. There's not much to do in a small town, and we got by grabbing whatever fun we could. Anyway, this hoover creature comes in trying to dance while pushing a trolley absolutely full of cornflake packets. It looks like it has at least three more wonky wheels than usual, and he's clearly trying to execute some complex dance manoeuvre with it. He somehow manages to spin this thing in a juddering circle, ending with him theatrically dropping to his knees. Then suddenly, this mountain of cornflakes just explodes! Hey! It out of the wonky wheel trolley, scattering the golden morning goodness of cornflakes everywhere in the process. He's shaking them off him. They're in his hair, in his ears, all over the floor, rustling and crunching. It sounds like an avalanche. And act real rude and totally remove that I can act like an imbecile. Well, you got that right. I'm sorry, missus. I've no idea who these people are. Ugh, I do. Grinning away like a pair of cheddar cats. They're probably on those drugs. Probably. Just ignore them, lassie. They think they're big. They think they're funny. Sniffing cannabis drugs and causing a fuss. I know the pair of you. I know your mums. I know your dad. Yours anyway. And as for you both, you'll be for the jail. Oh, that's good. Daddy can give me all those Christmas presents he owes me. Oh, geez, a hug. Jail. That's £1.26, please. Aye. Well, they better not have got that bread all bashed. One of these days they'll be laughing on the other side of their face. Thank Thank you. You sit down with the crows, you get shot with the crows. You mind that. Bye. Bye.
cheek. Take more than guns to shoot us, the men they couldn't hang. Yeah, instead of guns, we'd have to use a... Uh, Listen, you pair of idiots. You could get me sacked, you know. A bloody Death Star. Sacked, Bungo. Hmm? From a YTS, but I'd basically be rescuing you. Where there's a scheme, there's a scheme. In right? fact, that's why we're here. You're our Princess Leia. You're our damsel in distress, goes. I'm not anybody's damsel, Bungo. Listen, though, Mole. You see, the thing is... We have it. We have it. You have it? We, we have, have it. 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 The wheels, the purring, powerful engine of a four-wheeled vehicular conveyance. A horseless carriage of some note. A means of getting from the A to the B. A ten-gallon, four-stroke, gas-guzzling, silver dream machine. Crazy horses. This was classic Bungo. He's holding court unaware of what a shape he looks. Hoover's pretending to play a guitar. This sight and the sheer fuckwittery of it all were slowing down my usual ability to decode the bullshit that was spilling from Bungo's flapping smart-arse mouth. A car? Better. Da, da, da! A van. A van. A rock and roll fur-line chauffeur-driven rocket ride to adventure! A stick-shifting passion wagon extraordinaire! A van. What van? A van. A van. A van. A can, you know, like... A really cool van. So, you two have got some grotty van. You, Bungo, without a penny to your name, have got the wherewithal to buy a van. Hoover chipped in. He couldn't chip tatties, look at him. If he'd have been a free gift, you'd put him back with all the other plastic dinosaur crap. He's broke too. Answer me this, Gary. Where van from? Binding truth, mind. Oh, not binding truth, Mole. Let's just say it's a van. It's there. It moves. And it will move Simon the me and Hoover to pastures fresh. And most importantly, onward to the place. The sacred space that makes them trembly. The place that they dare call Wembley. Where's this van from, Gary? How did you get it? It's from a pal of Hoover's. It's legit. He sold it to some guy from London. Guy needs someone, i.e. myself and Hoover, to drive this said van from here to there. There being coincidentally where we want to be. Nothing dodgy, honest. It's no shagging wagon, I admit, but it'll get us there. It had better not be a shagging wagon. And it works. Drives. You promise. I looked at him, his long oval face with its shock of spiky carrot-coloured hair making him look like a refugee from the Muppets, hands clasped tightly in front of him like he was praying, nodding his head in a way that would make a choir boy look like a gangster, a wide-eyed picture of open innocence, a toddler in a dirty, baggy t-shirt, a bloody shape. <sighs> Binding promise? I swear, solemnly. Twat flats, knickers, boobs and ass. A promise, Mole. And it'll get us to Wembley. You're sure? I'm an Aries. We can't lie. Swear on me mum's optic stands. Wembley. God, you're such a gunk, Bungo. I can't... Manager! Anyway, anyway, anyway. We best run. We'll see you later, yeah? Tonight in the stars, yeah? The stars was our local watering hole. And like Bungo, its ambitious frontage far outweighed what it delivered. Like it, Tucker. Bye, Molly!
Later, potato! And that was them. I'm left with Mike, the spotty manager, giving me a row over their mess. His mess, as usual. Thing is, I wanted to believe him. I wanted to believe him so badly. I did believe him. I mean, Live Aid. Who wouldn't have wanted to go? And on that bright summer evening, the cardboard signs flapping in all the commotion, spots of light and shadow darting around the shop like some crappy glitter ball. But not that crappy. Not really. Spatterings of golden sunshine danced along the shelves, seeming to cheer up the colourful packets and pyramids of beans, like light reflecting off a swimming pool. Even the crunching underfoot of the nation's favourite breakfast cereal, as Plucky Mike tried to clear it up, was like a drumbeat. A march towards something. The air bulged, full of crackling possibilities. Bungo had shouted something as he ran out the door to Mike, whose bright red spots seethed with anger as he glared after them. What was it he said? Something about being serial offenders. And he grinned that boom-boom-bungo grin. Nearly pulled it off, to be fair. The automatic door closing on him as he struggled to squeeze his lanky frame through the gap diminished the effect slightly. It was almost cool, but it was bungo. Almost, but not quite. Narrowly uncool, I would say. A squeak away, but to give him credit, it was close. Live Aid, though. Directed and edited by Ian Glover. Starring Katie Rodway Swanson, Adrienne Lean, Kiernan Clark, Dominic Myers, Andrew Sutherland, Terry Langdale, Ian Glover, Ben Mortimer, and Hazel Curtis. Technical assistance provided by Janice Hindman, Aidan Hindman, and Lindsay Knight. That's the way you do it. Money for nothing and your chicks for free.